Well, hello, church. Uh, I'm super thankful that we get to spend this powerful time in worship together. And what a blessing it is to be able to worship our God anytime, anywhere. And uh, we're not confined to worship in any one location. In fact, our whole life is meant to be worship. Hey, if you uh, can right now, go ahead, grab your Bible, open up to Psalm 119, and then you'll be ready to go by the time that we get there today. We're going to spend a little bit of time walking through this one psalm, and uh, I'm praying that it'll just be a source of encouragement as we dive into that uh, together. You know, I I sat uh, a couple of weeks ago looking out my window, and um, there was a large fly inside Uh, banging himself against the glass over and over and over and over again. I'm guessing that his judgment was that life is out there somewhere, if he could only get to it. Uh, I was aware that there was a whole house inside uh, to explore, and even some open doors that would exit to the grand exterior that he was really looking for. And yet he didn't ask for my help or advice, sadly. I even tried briefly to cradle the fly uh, out elsewhere, but he wouldn't have any of it. You know what? I see a lot of myself uh, in in that fly. Everything in life is kind of out there somewhere if only I could get to it. It appears so close but I can't quite seem to discover or distinguish or discern the best way to get around the glass or over the obstacle or through the woods or into a better situation. I continue plotting my course. I continue banging against the same glass, my same old resources, my intellect, my personal strength, my will, my talent, my intuition, advice from friends, etc., etc. But when it comes to my life as a Christian, I know there's a whole house to explore, more accurately, a whole world to explore and to impact. There are rooms and doors and meadows through which to venture. But not knowing how to get there, I'll probably just keep looking for the quick fix or the escape hatch somewhere. Today, we need some spiritual help. We need spiritual discernment today more than ever. In Psalm 119, take a look there. I'm praying that Psalm 119 will help grow some spiritual discernment in me and you today. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the whole Bible, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's arranged in kind of an acrostic fashion, an acrostic pattern. You know, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and Psalm 119 contains 22 stanzas of eight verses each, each stanza starting with the next consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So it's, it's a wonderful A to Z, or Aleph to Tav, as it were, of the Christian life and Christian experience. Now we're going to dive in. Here's the beginning of the psalm. 
uh, the beginning of the journey. And it expresses the psalmist's heart's desire. Verses one through five say, blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek after him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. You know, I would love for my heart to be the same as the psalmist's. Oh, that my ways were steadfast. I mean steadfast in obeying God's word. Seeking him with all my heart, that my ways were always blameless. That'd be nice, huh? Gosh, it would be amazing. And that's the psalm's opening. That's the desire to walk according to the law of the Lord. Now, the end, the end of the psalm, the end gives us the reality check. We open with the desire and then we close with a dose of reality. Look at the last two verses of this psalm, verses 175 and 176, way down at the very end. Here's how the psalm ends. Let me live that I may praise you and may your laws sustain me. I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. Listen up. The desire is that we follow God and his word. And yet the reality is, is that we're all prone to struggle in the following. We're prone to stray like sheep. And so here's what we need. We need God to seek us, his servants. We need him to pursue us, rescue us, guide us, comfort us, direct us, advocate for us, deliver us. You know, God's spoken plenty to us in his word. He's given us everything we need to know. And he gave us his son, Jesus. And he gave us the Holy Spirit who is our counselor and advocate and comforter. He's put you and me in this moment in history, whether you're really happy about that or not. And then he's given us the ability to choose whether or not we'll follow him and his ways and his word. We've got countless numbers of decisions to make every single day. And we've got endless amounts of worldly pressures. But what's more, we've got huge volumes of God's word to help us navigate all of this. And maybe that's why one of the verses that jumped out at me in this particular psalm was verse 125. It's a verse that has actually a really good prayer. Here it is. Psalm 119, verse 125 says, I am your servant. Give me discernment. There it is. That I may understand 
your statutes. The psalm, it starts with the desire and it ends with the reality that we're all in. And in the middle of the psalm, the middle of the psalm is chocked full of our need. And here's our need. Spiritual discernment that I might understand God's word. Understand his instruction, his correction, his direction, his encouragement, his truth, his guidance, his counsel. And just because all of that is sitting here doesn't necessarily mean that we discern what this all means, right? Just as we discussed last week, that just because we're reading God's word doesn't necessarily mean that we're actually letting the overflow of love be expressed to others around us. What we really need is spiritual discernment. We don't just need education or we don't just need knowledge. We don't just need information. What we need, according to the psalmist, is transformation that comes as a result of spiritually discerning the world around us and God's word and how those two things intersect and play out in our day to day. So what is discernment? What, what's spiritual discernment? According to the word, spiritual discernment is, and then we'll look at one last passage from Psalm 119 that accentuates this a little bit later. Spiritual discernment is the ability to understand on a godly level. It's to exercise good judgment and good taste about a matter. It's to gauge right from wrong and good from bad, but more than that. But also, spiritual discernment is to gauge the primary things in life from the secondary things in life, the fleeting things in life from the eternal things in life. It's to be able to separate not just the good from the bad, but also the better from the best. Now, in our life, couldn't we all use a lot more discernment today? I know I could. Couldn't we use a whole lot more spiritual discernment with ourselves, our kids, our spouses, our circumstances, our temptations, our dreams, our leaders, our country, our world, with individuals, with groups, with organizations, with words that are spoken, with words that are written, couldn't we all use a whole lot more spiritual understanding on that godly level? How cool would it be to hone this amazing ability in all of those areas to distinguish Things on a godly level, the, the good, the right, the primary, the eternal, the better. Distinguish these things in the way that we think, in the way that we feel, in the way that we respond, in the way that we react, in the way that we speak up, in the way that we shut up. How can I discern, God, what I'm supposed to do given what you've said and given the situation that I find myself in today? Man, I'd love to get better at asking that question a hundred times a day. That I develop a relationship with the counselor 
listening to his words and his guidance, leaning on his resources more than I rely first on my own personal resources or external resources that may or may not be godly. You know what I mean? I mean, that I would just develop this spiritual discernment enough to go to him first, to go to him to uh, distinguish all these things, to seek him first, yield to him first, listen to him first, rather than my normal way of operating, which is to go to my own intellect first and my own feelings first and my own friends first and even what other uh, godly people might say first before I go to him first. Oh, man, it's a different ball game to develop spiritual discernment. To develop this spiritual discernment and spiritual radar, what an ability to assess and distinguish and perceive and interpret things based on how they look to God rather than just how they look to me. Man, I would love to grow in that ability, God. What a crucial ability a crucial quality for Christians to develop, this spiritual discernment to know what God thinks and then respond the way that God would respond if he were in the same place. So how do I grow my spiritual discernment? I know I want it. The more I dive into the word, and this psalm in particular, I'm getting a glimpse more and more of what that discernment is. How do I grow? How do I flourish in my spiritual discernment? How do I fan that into flame? We'll look at verses 56 through 66 in Psalm 119 as we close, and you'll see a number of ways we can grow in spiritual discernment here in a minute. We'll do it the way that the psalmist did, and we'll grow the way that countless numbers of powerful Christians have done uh, throughout the centuries. Here's how they did it. Here's how we're going to do it. We'll immerse ourselves in God's word, not just to study, not just for intake, but to deepen our relationship with God, his son, and the Holy Spirit, our counselor. We'll immerse ourselves in prayer, praying without ceasing on all kinds of occasions, not just talking, but also listening to him in prayer. We'll invite God to give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that are soft and sensitive. We'll pray for that multiple times a day. A little drop of this won't do. We, we need to soak, we need to marinate, we need to dive in underwater to this relationship with God in prayer, and in his word. And as we uh, deepen our roots in an actual living, breathing relationship with God, holding fast to his word, obeying him by his grace and his power, and constantly asking him to produce in us an outpouring of love that evidences where our roots are, then we'll see spiritual discernment grow. You will. I will, our church will, 
And that will have a huge ripple effect into our community. And as spiritual discernment grows in us, we'll be, catch this, we'll be guarded from every uh, false teaching, unhealthy teaching that, that comes down the pike. We'll be guarded from being tossed back and forth and blown around by all sorts of opinions and all sorts of perspectives and, 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 and propositions and teachings. We'll be better anchored in the truth. We'll be able to tell quickly if certain things are out of context or underemphasized or overemphasized. We'll be able to discern those things in ourselves and in our families and in our jobs and in our neighborhoods or wherever God places us. We'll be then a huge blessing in helping others identify and uh, uh, uncover some underlying issues that they might be struggling with. And you and I will find freedom as spiritual discernment grows. We'll find beautiful freedom in knowing that for the free follower of Jesus, everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. We'll close with these verses in 56 through 66 kind of right in the heart of Psalm 119. And these verses give us a great roadmap to developing spiritual discernment that you and I so desperately need. Here's what the psalmist does. Here's what the psalmist is proposing. And here's what I propose for me and you as a way for God to cultivate this ability that we so desperately need to see things the way that God does and respond the way in our life, the way that God would have us respond. Verse 56 through 66, and we'll close with this. The psalmist says, this has been my practice. I obey your precepts. You are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. At midnight, I'll rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I'm a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with your love, Lord. Teach me your decrees. Do good to your servant according to your word, Lord. And here it is. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands." Would you join me in reading Psalm 119, the whole thing, every single day this week? And just asking God, invite God to use this to cultivate uh, spiritual discernment, spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, a spiritual heart that grows up within you to make a difference in your life and the lives of people around you. I love you all so much. Let's pray.
And so gracious Heavenly Father, we just come before you here today in our respective locations, humbled and uh, desiring God to do what you want us to do and be who you've called us to be but also under the reality of just how difficult that that is, how prone we are to stray, how prone we are to wander, how prone we are to be able to really focus on you, focus on what you have said. And Lord, as the temptations and the challenges of our day day to day, the trials continue to come, the worldly pressures are constant, and they're, they're continuing to increase, it seems. Lord, we know that you have spoken to us. You've given us. You've equipped us. You, you have provided for us through your word and through uh, your son and through your Holy Spirit. God, would you allow us uh, a heart that is all about you, that comes to you and what you have said, that looks to you and what you have said, and talks to you, and listens to you, day in, day out, moment by moment, that you would cultivate in us a real discernment, a real uh, ability to distinguish things the way that we should be able to distinguish things. And it would be a huge blessing and benefit, not just to us, but to generations to come. Help us be the people that you've called us to be by the power of your precious word and your Holy Spirit. We commit ourselves to you. We know our need is anchored in you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Love you, church.